I had taken lessons and learned by the book, I would not play it all the way I do. Instead of reading a book, I wrote my own. Because of the things that I created technique-wise and whatever the way I play, they had to reinvent a whole new way to write music because they could not explain with regular notes what I was doing with this hand. So they had to create a whole new thing called tablature. It's something that if you're a musician, you just play until the day you die. You know, it's not like, you know, I can't wait to turn 65 and retire. It's not an ordinary job. You play music, you don't work it. But at times it can be hard work to be able to play it. and gentlemen, please welcome D-Tex Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. What's up, Ted? <laughs> What's up, Biggs? Not much, not much. Uh, rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I never know what to say after you play something like that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's always like that weird, like... You don't want to be like the somber guys, like sad and all that, but like you also want to celebrate someone's life. So it's always that weird, like, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mike did it to me yesterday in a live video. Because Eddie Van Halen, you know, passes away. God, is it harsh to say die now? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. So he dies. So obviously we're going to adjust some things for the show or whatever. So right. he starts the live video and, you know, Mike, you know, he's an auctioneer, this and that. So he's a little different, like, but his tone's kind of serious and like, ah, it's a tough day, blah, blah, blah. So he goes on for like three and a half minutes, right? And I'm just on my computer across the way. And in my head, I'm wondering, I don't know how he's going to get out of this. So finally, he just goes, <laughs> right. all right, well, here's the Ted Smith. And I was like, oh, oh, no, that's what not fair. What are we doing here? That's not fair at all. And oh. it is. It's always like that moment where you're like, well, how do you. Trend, how do you transition out of sad news? Right. Like, that was, like, at the end, when, like, till we meet again, I almost just went, well, that's sad. I know. I Honestly, when that part played, because it's like a little nice little piece that was put together, I was like, maybe I should edit that part out. Because <laughs> that part is a little... Well, meanwhile, this morning, real quick, we have my buddy Domi. I don't know if you ever met Domi. I play hockey with him. I don't know. He's, he's not his real name because someone's like, are you friends with Ty Domi, the NHL? I, that was, I was just thinking, like, Ty Domi? Of course. He, one time, when we first started playing hockey and pickup hockey, he would show up wearing a Ty Domi jersey. Right. So it's just how it is in hockey. If you're wearing a Penguins jersey that has 87, your new name is no longer Bob or John. Your name is Crosby. Yeah, you're Sid. Right, right. And so it's like, hey, Crosby over here. Even if you never wear that jersey again, you are now forever Crosby. So he did that and he was wearing a Domi jersey. So we've been calling him Domi forever. To the point where now that's his name on his Facebook page. Like he doesn't like that's his new first name. All right. Like he just said, screw it. You know what? My name is now Domi. It's his real name is Steve. But he I, I was like when he, and he even legally changed his name for whatever reasons, his last name. I'm like, why didn't you change your last name to Domi? He's like, oh, I thought you guys would make fun of me. Like, that's all we call you. you yeah, might, you might as well. Make it official. Who cares? So anyways, Domi is Put like, a ring on it. <laughs> yes. So Domi, when we first met him, we were in the locker room, and he just casually mentioned back in the day he used to be the roadie for Van Halen. And we're all like, right. like, pump the brakes for a second. What are you talking about? And to the point where we didn't even believe him. And he he's like, oh, I have a binder of all these pictures of me with groupies and the crazy things groupies would do and take pictures of in order to meet the band. We're like, bull crap. He goes, oh, no, it's in my car. I'm like, why do you keep that in your car? He's like, well, I don't want my significant other to find it. So I keep it in my car at all times. How old is this guy? He's, he's older. He's in his 60s. Is he Canadian? 
Uh, no, he's from L.A. Okay. Oh, he was a roadie. Okay. Somebody called right. in yesterday, some girl from Canada, and was like, my dad was a guitar tech for oh, I'm sure Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, so like he brought the binder, and sure as ass, he was a uh, roadie for Van Halen. A roadie for Van Halen during their 1984 tour. Jesus. They are the biggest band in the entire world in the middle of the sex, drug, and drugs, and rock and roll era of music. Yes. And he works for the biggest band on tour with them. Dude. Awesome. Incredible. So his stories are always crazy. So while we're talking about the passing of Eddie, I'm like, you know, I should get Domi on the phone to share some of his favorite memories of Eddie Van Halen. So we we, we, we call Domi. And so we're talking about like, you know, odd ways to pay tribute to someone. This is a little clip from our chat with Domi sharing his experiences with Eddie Van Halen. Those who were closest with him uh, referred to him as Edward. I don't know if he respect or whatever, but he, he liked to go by that. But Edward was such a cool guy. I mean, one of the first times I met him, he gave me a ride in his Lamborghini, and we just kind of bonded. And then, you know, the greatest boss I ever had. I mean, wow. the guy paid you in, he paid you in cash, eight balls, and girls, and, you know, <laughs> it was rock and roll. I mean, it was... Oh, Yeah. It, do you have a favorite memory during that time when you, I mean, obviously the, the, the way that he was paying you is definitely a memory that I'll never forget. But yeah. Well, um, like one of my jobs uh, every night when during, it was, I, I can't remember if it was uh, Michael's bass solo or Alex's drum solo, but I had to go in the, uh, the little quick change booth and while his tech was tuning his guitar and I had to, um, I don't know, tune his nose. And it was it was kind of cool. We had a special bond there. <laughs> yes. So basically, he had to go prepare the lines. Yes. Oh, you know what? That's not our thing. But I would have done drugs in the eighties if I had been in that. Like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, if I'm working for Van Halen, I probably would have became a cokehead. Yeah. I, no, I definitely would have became a cokehead. And I don't think people back then realized how dangerous it could be. Dude, how insane is that? That that was his day in day out life. It was just partying it up with the Van Halen boys. God, that's awesome. And he used to tell us stories in the locker room about how, like, they, like uh, David Lee Roth would offer a bounty. So basically, he would, you know, all the band members would give the guys different laminate or, or sticker passes for the groupies. Right. And over the course of the tour, rather quickly, I think, because, you, you know, if you're a good roadie, you figure out what kind of girls do each member like the most because you would, whoever got the girl that they ended up hooking up with would get money. So it's like, you know, good job. You found me the girl I like the most. So you get an extra 50 bucks or something like that. <sighs> I and mean, all that big hair, right? blondes. You know what the funny thing is? He said uh, David Lee Roth, he figured it out rather quickly. David liked more like boyish looking girls, like short hair. Oh, no kidding. And so once he figured that out, he was constantly getting hooked up with money from David Lee Roth. Man. Yeah. So that's a touching tribute to uh, Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, as I've gone to more funerals and stuff, I'm telling you, the memorial services and the celebrations of life are the way to go. Yes. There's like a tough 10, 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. but then people, you know, sit around, tell real stories and this and that. And like, look, you're like, unfortunately, you're going to have the time to cry and everything else. Yeah. But yeah, I I like the celebration of life. And also like, that's what the, that's what they did. They were Van Halen. It's not like you're talking bad. No, it's not like he was like, you know, uh, a a politician who did worse. Uh, Like like something like, you know, someone that's supposed to be like this wholesome human being. It's not Michael Landon. Like we're talking about from Little House on the Prairie. I don't know why that was the first person that came to my mind. Michael Landon? Wasn't he an angel in a show too? Yes. Yes. Angel or Seventh Heaven? 
Yes. <laughs> By the way, also, we have a friend that wasn't allowed to watch Little House on the Prairie because he cried. <laughs> what? Yes. Did he cry because the one girl lost her vision? I don't know. I've never seen Little House on the Prairie. Terrible show. I don't know why he was crying, but we were, let's just say we were uh, having a few beverages one day and he told us this and we just, we have stayed on him for like two weeks or like a month now about it. Never let that one go. No chance. But next time I'm around this person, just let me know that that's the person. Yes. Yes. Lulu's a fan. Oh, right. <laughs> nice. Right. Oh, I can't. I hope there's a little house on the prairie gifts because those are going to be showing up. For Christmas. Yes. Anyways. Yeah. And you're right, though. Like for us, when we did, when, when someone would pass away and we had the funeral, I don't know if it was similar to you. I don't know if there's like an East Coast thing, an Italian thing, who knows, or it's just Catholic everybody thing. thing. But you go and do the wake. You ball your eyes out at the church. You have everyone talks, you ball your eyes out, and then you go get dinner or lunch. And that's when, yeah, at first there's still some wet eyes, but eventually those tears start drying up or they start turning into tears of laughter or joy because you start sharing the stories about the person that make you love them, which reminds you why you love that person so much. Yeah, I mean, I remember as a kid, as a Catholic, like there was always the open casket wake for like a day or two. Oh, the open casket's the worst. And then there's the funeral with that. I, I mean, to this day, I hate the smell of incense. Yes. Right? And it's like crying. And then you go and you got to watch the casket come to the ground. And then you'd have like the potluck afterwards. But the last few I went to, even for Coach Wooten, who was a devout Catholic, like I was kind of surprised. Even for his wake, like he was already cremated, which I guess back in the day was like a big no no. It was a big no no back then. Yeah. Yeah. He was already cremated. And same thing. Like you waited in line, you talked to his kids and stuff. And then we, like me and the rest of the boys from camp and all the old domestic guys, we went straight to Lido's. And I mean, you have never seen more beers get drunk. I mean, I felt bad for the poor wait- bartender. She had to like call in the manager. And at one point, why'd you have to call in the manager? Because you got to imagine, you know, this is this is Coach Wooten. This is DeMath alumni. So there's a powerful... Oh, it's a... There's people that have done very well. And at this point, people are throwing out hundreds. Just like, we don't care. Put beers in the soda cups. Just get them flowing. Because okay. they, they just can't keep them stuck quick enough. <laughs> you would think like... Yeah, that would be weird to be a bar near a funeral home. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because you know like you're going to... Sadly, there's a constant flow of people, which is good for business, but man, that's like a somber crew until they get a few drinks in them. Yeah, I mean, I can remember my family always had, they always got buried at the same cemetery. Yep, yep. And then they always went to the same funeral home. Uh-huh. And we used to go to the original stained glass pub. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. I could remember, like, because it was a great bar. But whenever you went to a wake, you went to that bar afterwards. We had like a restaurant that I always remember because it was like this long kind of like bench seating. And yeah. I just remember we'd always sit in that same area. It was like, oh, there they come again. Another family member died. <laughs> Would you like your usual table? <laughs> You're just there crying and laughing. Crying and laughing. If anybody doesn't understand it, number one, you're not from the East Coast. Number two, you didn't grow up Irish or Italian Catholic. Yes. So crazy. The Italians and the Irish do the same sad stuff. I mean, I'm laughing because honestly, it's fun to have drinks afterwards, but those funerals are, I mean. They're the worst. Oh, gracious. They're so heavy. And I don't know, did you have to do the whole walk up to the open casket, kiss the forehead, and then keep going? Uh, I could not touch the body. See, that I, I, we had that where it was like you would walk up, you would kiss the forehead of the person that just passed away in the casket, and it's such a weird thing, man. I finally said I'm never doing it again after my grandfather because still to this day, I will every once in a while have very vivid dreams where I can still feel the coldness 
of, yeah. of the forehead and almost taste the makeup. You know oh. what I mean? It's like I, I right now I can picture, I can feel it. I can. Yeah, that, I mean, like I could see my worst. grandma Seely right now in her casket. Yeah, but I mean, I remember it was yeah. Oh. But with that said, like I remember when me and Bernie, our buddy Joe, died. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just got got sick, didn't go to the hospital, ended up dying. But same thing, they had a closed casket, and I remember me and Bernie waited around. So we were like, ah, oh, we got to see him. But yeah. you know, but like the last few I've been to, have Wait, all been. So did you, then did you have to go to someone? And be like, hey, could you pop that open for us? Yeah, we we literally we waited an hour after we made sure the entire family was gone, and they were like, there was like one like cousin and one other person they that were like, wanted to also. Yeah, okay, but I don't know that I would do that again. This is not meant to be a tasteless question, so please right. don't take it that way. Did you have to float like the funeral guy a couple bucks to let you do it? No, I don't. Honestly, I think we knew him. Okay, yeah, because I can't imagine that like you know. They can just agree to open up the casket for anyone that asks. You no, know? it was one of those things where half the family wanted it open, half the family wanted it closed. Gotcha. Yeah, so there would, it helped too. There was like a, a, a immediate family member that was with us. Right. It's not like a hey, who do we got? Whose wheels do I have to grease to uh, open up the casket? You know what I mean? Like I was like, how does that even? Uh, I don't even know how to even broach that subject. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that. <laughs> What's I, it going to cost you to open it up so I can see? Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah, like nowadays, like. I don't know, man. You know, like for coach, like, you know, like I still know what coach looks like. Yep. You know what I mean? I don't, I, I didn't have to see his body. No. And yeah. honestly, sometimes when they do that, it doesn't even really look like that. It doesn't look like him at all. It's like this weird, like wax museum version of like your family member. Yeah. It's super. I, I honestly hope that I never have to go to another open casket funeral in my entire life. It's yeah. just not, they're just not fun. I don't no. understand why someone thought that was a good idea. Because <laughs> it dates back and Catholics just can't let anything go. <laughs> Clearly. Well, you know what? Maybe we need to have like a revisionist meeting. Right? <laughs> we could work. What are you, Martin Luther now? <laughs> you know, it's with the Seventh day Adventist. We'll make it work. Let's all get together. Why don't we do some push ups? Let's get the yeah. heart racing, the blood pumping, and the brain functioning. All right, Ted, let me find the notes. I have to find this because I was as every every time we do push-ups, I go into our production music library to find a certain song. All right, all right. And typically, what I type in is like EDM because it's like all different genres of music. It's just all this pre-produced stock music that you could use without getting fined or sued by you know Big Brother, the record label. So I, I go on there and I find I type in dubstep because that's my favorite style of uh, EDM. All right, and I always I feel like they always deliver with the bangers. So. I go on there and I, I find one that's described as this and it instantly got my attention. And I was like, you know what? This is the song that we're going with. It says, does your production deal with today's bullying epidemic? Uh, okay. <laughs> then you need this track. Check out this intense dubstep track featuring pulsating synths, hard driving drums and beautiful breaks. Perfect for any production that is finished with being pushed around and intimidated. Damn. And the song is called Bully Boy. All right. So if you're sick of being bullied, these push-ups are for you. Wow. Every time I hear a good one, I'm like, I'm starting to wonder if DJs are that good. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Like this guy figured it out. Yeah. All right, let's do some push-ups for bullying. Oh man! Here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 
kind of slaps. He's killing it. Tech Talks starring the Tech Smith. Simple one this week. Number one, be careful. <laughs> like we've seen in the news, <laughs> a lot of people catch a virus. Okay. So be careful. I'm not going to uh, Washington, D.C. anytime soon. All right. No tours of the White House. Number two. Okay. Let's still be thankful for the friends and the family that we've kept in our close circle and we're hanging out with. Uh, I was at a friend's place this weekend, but, you know, it was different. Yeah. You know, we couldn't have too many people over for the game and this and that, you know, so that would be the third thing. Be diligent. You know, like, it ain't over yet. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> right? But there's still people... You know, I don't know if it's, if it's being outside, you know, just the little steps matter. I, I don't know everything about it. We've been talking about it for months. I can tell you this much. There's simple ways you can guarantee you're going to catch it. So just stay <laughs> on it. You know, like you want to see people at the holidays. You do, we don't want to go backwards. Right. And I, and, and I know. And I don't want to lose my job, man. Yeah. And radio needs advertisers and advertisers need customers and customers need to get out of their house. Right. Like we so need, do it for us. We need local bars and restaurants to stay open. We need shops to stay open. So, like, I, I don't care what you think on it. You go in the shop, put on the damn mask. Yeah. Like, like let's just keep things. Like, like, let's try. My buddies in Zebra had just started a side project called Fear No Empire. Great band. And they have a song, and the chorus is, wear your effing mask, you dumb F. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, it's the simplest thing. Right. Because, you know, if we lose our jobs... Ted and I are going to have to find new ways to make money. And next thing you know, good old Steve Miggs is showing his chocolate starfish on OnlyFans. Yeah, it's going to be terrible. My wife doesn't want that. No. I'd be okay with it if it gets me money. But you know what? I have a child to raise. I have bills to pay. I just bought a new house that's way out of my price range. Yeah. Wear your freaking mask, you dumb F. Right. So we can get money. Right. All of us. Right. You go to a place that offers outdoor seating, sit outside. <laughs> you know what? You might have to do some outdoor drinking under tents when it's raining. Right. You'll be okay. You live in Washington. Do you it rains. Drink, you want to drink outside during Christmas? If you keep it up, you have to. Right. You want to show, throw some uh, cornhole? Play in the shop. Speaking of which, I think with our new house, we have a backyard. I think we're going to get a cornhole thing. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I was playing in a shop last weekend, but uh, I got a little excited during the day. I'm usually pretty good. I was not that good, Steve. We have to go axe throwing sometime soon. I saw Did you go to the one on Cap Hill? No, we went to the one in Soto. All right. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Serve a beverage there? No, no alcohol served. Not All sure right. why. I guess they don't want you drunk throwing axes. <laughs> I feel like I wouldn't throw an axe unless I was drunk. <laughs> At least buzzed. It is super fun. I think there's probably bars somewhere nearby. And maybe they used to, but they, don't, they aren't serving any booze or Where's food. Where's in Soto? Gosh, I don't know. Because there was one on Cap Hill, and they were supposed to get Axe a license. Axe Kickers. Axe Kickers is the All name right. of it. It's awesome. All right. Yeah, dude, we got to go. All right. And they give you a tutorial, because I thought I was going to be terrible at throwing axes. And I was, until they showed me the way. And then I won. Do you do it one hand or two hands? You can do it one or two hands. I'll show you both ways. I personally felt more comfortable doing it with two hands. All right. And right. it's not about it's not about like force. It's all about just form. Right, because you wanted that blade to hit at the right time. Right. You don't want to just power it through. It's it's kinda like you put it over your head and you just fling it and it's all about footwork and letting go at the right time. Release point. Yes. It's so fun. When you hit a bullseye, it's just like you just feel like you're ready to just like 
take out the world. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a ton of uh, hatchet experience, but I could get into this. I had none. You never made kindling? What's that? You know, when you take a piece of wood and you got to chop off little pieces with the hatchet to make kindling for your fire. I did it once. I shouldn't sound like Look an at expert. You, like, you're like kindling shaming me. I am. Tell them I'm a city boy. So am I. I did it once in my life. Don't let the zip code of being in Puyallup make you think that I do country stuff. I was scared to death. My buddy goes, go cut, your, cut yourself some kindling. I was like, all right. One of the guys chucked it so hard, though, and like hit the wrong side, and it bounced, and I thought for sure it was going to take out his foot. I was oh. just like, okay, this is how accidents happen. Ooh. That was a cautionary tale. Yeah. yeah. yeah I've seen videos. My buddy did in New York City, and they were definitely boozing. Yeah, I would imagine, like... I mean, I just don't know if they necessarily, like, I wonder what the insurance is for a, an establishment to serve alcohol and also allow people to, to throw sharp objects. Hmm. <laughs> you know? Interesting call. Yeah, you don't see a lot of uh, steel tip darts anymore. That is true. It's a lot of plastic darts now. Yeah. That's why I stopped playing. <laughs> right. I was good when there were steel tip darts. <laughs> yeah, I was the man. Clearly. Jeez. Oh, man. Um, let's talk about, before, since we're talking about masks, Yeah, we've been meaning to talk about this for like the last couple of episodes. Ted actually took a COVID test. I did. So it is, you hear all about how strange it is, and it's not, it is not painful. It is just uncomfortable. I will say, shout out to City of Seattle. The experience was great. Like, set your appointment, walk right up. I went to the walk-up clinic because I don't own a car. Uh, and then the guy's like, all right, he hands me a tissue. And I was like, all right. And then he's like, some people say it feels like this, blah, blah, blah. And we're kind of, we're kind of laughing. He goes, some people say it feels like waterboarding. And oh, he has nice. like his name across. And I go, Grady, why would you say that to me, man? <laughs> <laughs> so then they put, you got to put your head back and they put it in. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to explain it, but like it's a Q-tippy thing, right? Yeah. It's like a big Q-tip, but it doesn't go like up. I mean, it, it feels like it's going like. To the side of your eye. What the hell? Right? Like back there. And uh-huh. then it's 10 seconds. But it's like, you know the last 10 seconds of a plank? Yes. It takes forever. Right. If somebody else is counting you out, not just in your head going, 51, 52, 53. So it's like- 55 is good enough. 10 long seconds, right? And he's like, just, you know, focus on something else and uh-huh. this and that. So then he pulls it out. and my What were you focusing on? So in the background was Sunflower by Post Malone, okay. Swally. <laughs> So he pulls it out. My eye automatically starts crying. He goes, that's what the tissue's for. And then he goes, what were you, what were you thinking about? I go, I just kept asking, what would Swally do? Or Sway, I always screw up his name. But that, that's all I could think about. Because I, I was just like, listen to the song. Right. I am a sunflower. <laughs> and then he did the second one. Again, I cried. Not in, not in pain. It's just, you can't help it. You're teared. Like, everybody's got a different reaction. Some people sneeze right away. But yeah, and then they break it in half, put it in the tube. When I took it on a Wednesday, Friday morning, I was uh-huh. negative. Well, that's awesome. That's good news. Yeah. Well, plus it was good to have because I had done a little bit of traveling and right. then I was going to a small wedding that uh, everybody had to be tested before they could go. So you could prove that you're good. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that you're thinking about Sunflower. Yeah, well, I mean, right, that was the song that was just kind of blaring in the background. <laughs> so I was like, all right, what would he do? Yeah. Right? I was like, all right, let's concentrate. He's cool. What would he be doing? I think he's a black beetle. I don't think I've ever heard this song. Really? I don't know. I mean, it's kind of old now. It's like Spider-Man. Yeah, it's a few years older. Ooh. My nose is starting to run. <laughs> 
Stick it in your nose, no COVID. <laughs> Negative. <laughs> I can't believe you never heard this song. I don't think I have. You've been stuck in that EDM world too long. It's that dubstep, man. <laughs> Plus, this was a couple weeks ago, so it was like a nice sunny day, and I was like, I am a sunflower. I like that they're playing this in the background. Yeah. Well, there just wasn't that many people there, honestly, and they're just kind of hanging out, waiting. Is that like their COVID playlist? I'm not sure, because there's like a fire truck there. I don't know, like in case you fall out. Then you're left in the dust, unless I stuck by you. Yeah, right? Because he's yeah. from, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're doing well. <laughs> I'm glad that you're alive and you're able to share the story. <laughs> Yeah, that's like, it makes me think about, like, uh, how are you at the dentist when they have to do x-rays? To me, that's like that's like the ultimate, in, like, battle of mind over matter for me. Like, how you, like, you know, that last, you have to, like, just kind of get in that zone for 10 seconds. Yeah. When they shove that, like, thing in the back of your mouth. Yeah, it sucks. And I'm, like, struggling not to just gag. Like, it's, I mean, it's kind of like that. I don't know how to explain. I've never, like, you just would never put anything in that cavity that far back besides this test. Right. So that's what, like, I was kind of laughing. I was like, I don't need a tissue. And then when I started crying, he goes, that's why you get the tissue. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, trust me, they're not comfortable, but you can do it. <laughs> well, speaking of COVID, I don't know if you saw, did you see Wendy Williams? No, I try not to watch her. You're not big into Wendy Williams? No. <laughs> well, she, she's going off about the president, right? Which I get. But she kept, she doesn't know how to pronounce coronavirus or corona. All right. Here. Oh, President Trump. Don't be afraid of Cornova. Cornova? I'm like, okay. Some of us, I've been guilty of flubbing my words, but it continues. Don't let it dominate your life. Sir, are you serious? We are here out in the field. We are frightened of Cornova. You got it so we could get it. If you can't spell it, I get it. But like, did you have you not listened to a news story? How or call it COVID nineteen? But like, like this is this has been the biggest news story in the world. I don't understand since this. what February, right? March? Like, come on! And it's not a hard word to say. No. Do you go to the bar and say, "Can I get a Cornova light?" Right. We already had this word in our lexicon. Right. Cornova. 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 I don't know. I mean, wouldn't have guessed that. But there you go. Cornova. 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 <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. Yes. Sorry, I got to check something. I'm waiting for somebody to lock my door, the cleaning people. Oh, that's okay. I'm waiting to find out if uh, if I actually am closing on this house that I was supposed to close on like three weeks ago. <laughs> so here we go. We'll take a quick break. When we return, everything will be good. <laughs> Cornova. Corova? Corova? Corova's witness? Unfortunately, these two idiots have more to say. The Megacast will return. Ugh. It's fall at Disney. 
Dixon Farms, a perfect time of the year to enjoy all the goodness we have to offer, like our famous Dixon Cider and Dixon Nuts. When it comes to our products, it seems like men, and especially women, love Dixon Cider and Dixon Nuts. They perfectly complement each other. In fact, my wife loves Dixon Cider. Then afterwards, she always loves a handful of Dixon Nuts. Isn't that right, honey? You know, it's true. This time of year, I just can't seem to get enough inside me. She loves Dixon Cider. And I love Dixon Nuts, too. Guys, it's the perfect fall gift for your gal. Dixon Cider and Dixon Nuts. And don't forget to heat it up. Try warm Dixon Cider, too. Either way, she'll love it. Dixon Cider. And Dixon Nuts. From your friends at Dixon Farms. and Steve are two weird motherfuckers. Right. They just right. finished right. washing each other's hands. The Megacast is back. Cornova, 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 Cornova. The remix. Cornova. Put the remix in Cornova. there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I almost forgot. This is very exciting right now, man. If I can find it. Looks like Ted forgot, too. That's okay. I got stuff. All right. The thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. It's funny. I Caesar a message. He goes, that intro is really long. I'm like, yeah, we're probably going to have to edit it down, but I forgot. Yeah. The human drama of athletic competition. This is the Ted Smith's Wide World of Sports. <laughs> Brought to you by Smith Family Popcorn. Good people. Great popcorn. Did uh, Smith Family find out that they're official sponsors? I'm not sure. I think we have a cousin call this weekend. I got to set that up. All right, let them it's know. It's been a couple months. Yeah. Let them know where, where should we send the invoice. <laughs> <laughs> have you had any? Except just here? Just here, man. And it's awesome. All right. The cookies and cream is where it's at. Yeah, the cookies and cream, that's one of their good flavors. I love that one. Yeah. And then you had that, like, didn't you have that little fun pack out yeah. there? Yeah. You I, get three flavors in oh, one. I dipped in that one quite a bit. I was just happy somebody did. Because the problem is, and I'm obviously I love my cousins, but my mom will just go on sprees of buying it. Right. Right. But it's like, look, I'm one dude sitting at home. You can't eat all that. Right. And I would. That's the problem. That's right. why I read it. You bro- can't. Right. <laughs> well, I'm like, mom, they sell smaller bags. <laughs> uh, all right. In the world of sports. First off, uh, we'll talk about the Seahawks at some point, but I, you need to share with everybody the the, the 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 tale of the mascot that you shared with me before we started the Megacast. Oh, my God. This so, is incredible. I didn't even know that something that could even happen. So I like the English Premier League, and the team, I, it's soccer. The team I cheer for is Arsenal. Now, Arsenal has a very odd mascot named Gunner Source. Their name, I should, hang on, let me back up. Arsenal's nickname is the Gunners. Okay. So their mascot is a giant green dinosaur named Gunner Source. And, and why is the dinosaur the mascot of the Arsenal? So like 30 years ago, you know how like, uh, what was it, like five, 10 years ago, there was they had somebody vote on the name of a boat and it became... Bodie Bo- McBoat something? Yeah, Bodie McBoat face. Yeah. So back in the day, Arsenal was like, we want a new mascot and we'll let people vote on it like through the paper or something. So some kid drew up a dinosaur... <laughs> 
and everybody voted on it. So Gunner Soros became the mascot, which again, he is an insane looking, just a green dinosaur, like picture Dino, Mm -hmm. but he's green. So, uh, and when that guy got married, Gunner Soros showed up to it when that kid got married. Are you serious? Oh yeah. So Gunner Soros is like, wow, that's freaking cool. Right. So I have to be his best man. Again, I don't, I'm with you. I don't know how a professional team does this, but last week they came out and it's like, Arsenal is going to release Gunner Soros because of money. It's like, first of all, how the F did we just say we're going to release a mascot? (laughs) It's going on the unrestricted free agent list. Yeah, exactly. So other teams started chirping from the lower leagues. Like, can we get him on loan? Like, can we get, and it's like, no, we've all out released him. Like, wait. So then, of course, they take his jersey and just said, hit the bricks. Basically, but there's a real guy in there, Jerry Quill or something. Has he been the Gunner Source for a while? Oh, yeah, he is Gunner Source. Since day one? I don't know since day one, but he's, so people are like, Gunner Source is a huge part of the club. Like, we can't lose him, this and that. This is also why I hate Stan Kroenke, who owns the Rams and a bunch of other teams, but he only cares about the Rams. Right. He doesn't put any money back. Like, how are we releasing the damn mascot? And they're like, well, there's no fans here, so he doesn't need to be there. And it's like, well, we're going to have fans again. He's a mascot. Right. That'd be like releasing Blitz. Right? Right. I Can mean, you imagine the Seahawks putting out a press press release that says, we're officially releasing... Now, Boom, on the other hand, is Boom even a mascot anymore? I well, haven't yeah. seen Boom in a while. Right. Well, that's the other thing. If Connor Soros, we just didn't see him for a year, like people might not have noticed, which, which you told everybody. You made a release. Right. That you're officially releasing him from the club. Like, what? And this was on like, uh, this was on the day, uh, what do they call it? Deadline day, where you could spend money to go get a, another player. And the only big well, they deal. They open up room on their salary cap by getting rid of Gunnar Soros? Right. So we released Gunnar Soros. So then Metzut Ozil, who's a, a German player who plays for Arsenal, back in March, they asked the players to take a pay cut. Uh-huh. He said no. So now he's come over the top and said, all right, because right, they benched him. He has not been in the lineup since he said no, basically. So now he's come over the top and goes, I'll pay for Gunnar Soros to stay a part of it. As long as I'm part of this club, Gunnar Soros is part of this club. Wait, so is he working that into his new deal? I think he's just he's just pissed and out of spite doing it. But either way, everybody's like, we love Ozil again. Yeah, Thank God him. for him. He's loyal to our team and our dinosaur mascot. Right. So now we can't release Ozos. We're going to lose Gunnersaurus for good. I thought it'd be so funny if someone else picked up Gunnersaurus. Like on loan and just like, oh, we got him for a or year. Or they just re-signed him. Like, you know, another team just like Gunnersaurus is now our mascot. And he's I, now, I, I don't know, like, well, Manchester-saurus. You don't say that, Steve. <laughs> Sorry. They got that stupid red devil. Ooh, I like devils. Yeah. <laughs> You don't like devils anymore. You're a Kraken guy. Get that out of your system. The Kraken should get Gunnersaurus. I mean, the Sounders should. That would be pretty awesome. Does Sounders even have a mascot? Yes. He just came back last year. Where was he? He was, I don't know. He was like the original one. Is he like a sabbatical? He's an orca. And I want to call him like Orky or something. Wait, though. That's not fair because the Seawolves, they got Rocky, who's an orca. It's a good point. Rucky's pretty awesome. I like Rucky. Yeah, Rucky follows me on Twitter, and we talk all the time on on the text line. Plus, we physically know Rucky. Yes, we do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, look, if Gunnersaurus is not going to be part of the arsenal, Seattle Sounders FC, sign him. Soundersaurus. There you go. (laughs) Soundersaurus. The backstory alone will make him already loved here. Yeah. I mean, you're helping a down-and-out mascot. 
I also like the idea that Gunner Source becomes Sounder Source, and then like he's helping like draw up plays. Like, well, this is how we do it in the prem. Yes. Like he's like the hot, this is a Disney movie waiting to happen. We could have an official press conference, and Gunner Source would hold up signs because mascots don't talk, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I like this all came up because Mike was like reading a news story, and he's like, "Dude, this is like on a lot of news wires." It's like it's a big deal that they released Gunner Source. I'm still like, I'm, I, I know we still have another full season before we even get into like you know, because right now NHL just started their draft, and it's like, oh my gosh, next year is then we can finally. You know, be pumped with not only the NHL draft, but also the expansion draft. Yeah. And figure out what the hell is going to be this team that is the the Seattle Kraken. I hope sometime soon they start giving us an idea of who's going to be our mascot. That's like, a good call. I want Gritty. I don't know if we can get it Gritty, because Gritty is the Flyers mascot. Right, like that crazy. But I, I want something in the spirit of Gritty. Yeah. Because the Gritty one was awesome because like everybody thought it was the dumbest thing ever. But I feel like Gritty won everybody over. Like, within two years. Like, he pushes over fans. Like, yeah. he's just a mess. Gritty would be great. I wonder if we could trade for Gritty. Or we or we just get, like, Krakensaurus. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a crazy... Yeah. The Kraken itself had to be a crazy mascot. Yeah, do you think they're going to go octopus-themed for the mascot? Well, it's a Kraken, isn't it? I know that, but, you know... Man, I think it has to be, right? You would hope, right? Like, the like, Golden Knights have a knight. Yeah. I mean, I'm just wondering, because, you know, why does the Padres, they have the San Diego chicken. Yeah. They don't but they, have, I don't think the chicken's around anymore, no, is he? No, he's not. I think... Um, One of the greatest to ever do it. Yeah. And he had the same agent as Gunnar Soros. Clearly not very good at their yeah. job. Good gracious. <laughs> but, you know, they didn't have, like, the big Padre as an actual mascot. They, for some reason, had a chicken, which I thought was kind of a random thing as a kid. I was like, what does a chicken have to do with the Padres? But you just accepted it because he was awesome. Did the San Diego man? We're going deep on this. Did the San Diego chicken predate like the Padres? I feel like maybe. I almost feel like he had to have been inherited because he's just like a legendary thing. He's like above, like he transcends baseball. I mean, it still bugs me that we don't have like back in the day. Wasn't there the KSW duck or something? Oh, I want the duck back so bad. Yes, I, I wish we still had the costume. Like yeah, sometimes for men's room stuff, like uh, Red Festival, we'd have people dressed up as a devil. Mm-hmm. But like. I like to see that duck out there putting in work. I don't even know where you can go. I remember asking Kathy Faulkner about it, and she's like, I have no idea anymore. Because I was like, if anyone knows what's up with the duck, it would be her. Yeah. You know, she had such a great connection with the station. But I I, I have no idea. What, if anyone knows where the duck costume is, please bring it back to its rightful owner. That's the Megacast. All right. Who's your favorite mascot? Favorite mascot. Ooh. I mean, obviously, everybody likes Gritty. Yeah, Gritty is right now up there. I, I absolutely love Gritty. I mean, I, whew. I mean, Cool Bird, because he told me to drop the puck that one time. That was drop the cool. puck. Drop the puck. Um, That's I really, a good one. Whew. That is tough. The Mariner Moose. The Mariner Moose is legend. Yes. And, and he, I will when he say, dances on the, on the dugouts, yeah. it's awesome. And he still gets me fired up. I like Blitz, but yeah. Blitz is like so like... Kind of alpha male. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it's, like, it's always cool. He daps us up. We got pictures with I him. I get nervous around Blitz. Right. But like the Mariner Moose, you're like, oh, that's a mascot. Right. Moose out front should have told you. He looks all like fun and likable. Yeah. Whereas Blitz, almost like you kind of have to watch what you say because he might just punch you. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, I like it. I like Blitz sets a tone for the organization, but like he's not as friendly. Like, he the, is. I'm just saying he looks scarier. I felt more comfortable around Boom. 
I mean, they brought Boom in, and Boom was meant for kids, and I understand why, because I felt comfortable around Boom. I got to meet Boom at the Super Bowl when I went in uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. Nice. And it was awesome. Like It was a start to a great day until it ended poorly. I mean, Squatch was legendary. I was going to throw Squatch up there. He was super fun to watch. And what's it, the gorilla down in Phoenix? Yep. He does some crazy stuff. I got to see him when we went to the Super Bowl. We went to a Suns game, and he does all the crazy dunks. Yeah. Yeah, basketball mascots, they kind of put their neck on the line. They do. They have fun with the trampoline, typically. Yeah, and I and I like Alabama's giant uh, uh, elephant. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to picture that one. It's just a guy in like a gray elephant costume. <laughs> Big Al. So what is the Kraken going to do, though? Like, are they going to have like tentacles, and it's going to hold like a hockey stick in one of them? Like, it's going to be very awkward on the ice. I mean, it have multiple a, arms. I think it has to, but only two that work. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the other ones are there. They just kind of hang. Right, but he only has two that he's using. Or maybe they're on, like, strings, so that when he moves one arm, two other arms move with it. Maybe he can move them all, and it depends on where he slides his hand in. Oh. Then he's got to be very um, flexible. Yeah, I mean, now we're making him very tough on this poor mascot. Talk to the, uh, you know the people that run that stuff. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll head up to Light Wikis and be right. like, we had, uh, when we had uh, Heidi Detmer, who's the vice president, or I think she's a VP of marketing for the, the, the Kraken. And we're talking around like, hey, you know, I don't know when this is happening, so no pressure. But when the time comes for you to have like to put together a committee to make the mascot, I'd like to be considered to be part of this committee. <laughs> she didn't say I would be, but I. <laughs> I, keep I like asking, it. I keep. I like to. I like to be a part of that. <laughs> I'm gonna need to be a part of this. I'm gonna need to make sure this mascot is legit. <laughs> Look, I play hockey. I know hockey. I'll bring you on board too. My friend oh, yeah. Ted, he knows mascots. I do know mascots. You know mascots better than anyone that I know. Yeah. That would be hilarious. Pick a team. I bet I know the mascot. Ooh. Uh, my first one was going to be, a, I was going to say New York Mets. And it's like, oh, duh. Yeah, Mr. Met, legend. Mr. Met's awesome. He is. Yeah. It's the main reason people go to Mets games. <laughs> you know what? Probably. It's not the product on the field. <laughs> when I was a kid, that was a big part of it. When yeah. It was, Dad, where's Mr. Met? You know, Because the Yankees had no mascot. I, I did. When I was a kid, we used to go to a lot of Baltimore games, and I liked the Oriole. He would, like, if you were wearing the other team's, uh, like, flat or hat or whatever, mm-hmm. he would open his mouth real wide and then put it on the kid's head. And as another kid, you're just like, oh, man, look, he's eating them. <laughs> just, he ate them. <laughs> that, is, that is crazy, man. That is crazy. That's awesome. Right? Oh, man, I needed this today. Dude, my week has been... Uh, I wish I could curse because the only way I could describe it. It's been... I just, I'm just i married to my phone right now because we were supposed to move like two weeks ago and we still haven't moved. Yeah. Every day, it's like if something could go wrong, it does. And then well, if Everybody's finally, against you. Everybody is against me. And I, you know what the funny thing is? My wife is now with me. She oh. feels like everybody's against us how's the baby is she still laughing at you <laughs> you know baby was sick last week oh i forgot about that, that that added even more like dude last week was a nightmare so it's sick baby on wednesday night it's puking and all this and like, it's just heartbreaking because you know this is our first time ever having baby well it's the first time having a baby of course but like this is the first I time wondered if you were gonna say that baby is sick <laughs> it's our first time having a sick baby mother it's the first time having a baby <laughs> we went nine months we had a good run Oh, I hope she never gets sick again. I know that's impossible, but I hope she never gets sick again. Oh, children puke a lot, dude. You got a lot of years of this. Oh, yeah, but it was just like the exorcist puke. Yeah. It's like my wife's bringing, like, she, you know, she's not feeling the best. So we're bringing her to go put her into sleep. And, 
And as we're going up the steps, it's just like, Wah! and it just starts flying out. And I'm struggling not to laugh, not because she's sick, but because I know my wife is a giant germaphobe and a clean freak. And this is just testing all of her, you know, OCD tendencies. But the other thing that always amazes me with babies and even little kids is the amount of volume they push out. Oh, my God. It's like, where's that all coming from? I was like, we should have named you Linda Blair. It was just yeah. like, whoa. I remember my nephew when he was like, I don't know, two or three. It's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. But it was Christmas Day, right? Yep. So he's going to come over to my mom's where I'm at later. But, you know, they get up, they go to a breakfast at, you know, Amy's family's, but they stop by my Uncle Timmy's house. So Uncle Timmy, his kids are all grown. He loves seeing little kids. Right. Loading them up with cookies, chocolate, whatever. And at one point, just without warning, CJ just turns around. And I mean, I've seen a lot of drunk people puke. You've never seen projectile vomit like this. It's insane. Oh, and it just smells Awful. And then you're just like, well, how did it, do you not have anything inside of you at this point? Like, I feel yeah. like every liquid must have left your body. Yeah. Like, how did you have all that stored inside of you? Man, I always forget Sid's a germaphobe. Yeah. I mean, she'll, I mean, listen, I, I, not that I have children, but she'll, she'll move past that. She's gotten better. Yeah. Definitely gotten better. But like, and, and in a weird way, I think that's been a good thing. Cause it's like, you know, at times I'm like, you just, we don't need to worry about every little thing being perfectly clean all the time. I, I, I'm glad that you're not me because I'm a slob. Yeah. But like we got to find, we got to lean 90% towards you and 10% towards me. Yeah. And now the babies help me get to that. It yeah. might be more like 80%, 20% because she's, you know, she's a, she's a baby. She just drools everywhere. It's like oh, nonstop yeah. drool. You look on our hardwood floors, there's just like drool stains everywhere. Oh, and then they're always mixing all the food together and... Or yeah. she's not there yet, is she? She's starting to be able to like feed herself, which is kind right. of fun. The big thing now is that she's crawling, and the crawling is the funniest thing because like it just it just slowly starts happening, and All then right. once it starts, man, the idea of sitting on the couch is gone. Really? Well, and also because like right now we have no childproof and like doors or gates because we're moving, so we don't want to you know drill holes in walls of a house that we're leaving. So we're just like trying to stay on top of it, but she just figured out how to climb to the point where she could stand up on her own. And now she's climbing the steps. Oh, and that's like, nerve wracking. Yes. Because there's zero fear. Like she'll be at a point, like I'm always sitting right behind her. She'll be climbing and then she'll just like lean back, like full on trust fall. And it's like, whoop, gotcha. <laughs> but if I'm not there, I keep calling, I'm calling her conky because she's like, Getting a concussion every day, I joke. Because every day she's just banging her head on Do you not have a little uh, fence like from Lulu? No. I thought you guys used to have one. We did, but we trashed it. Oh. Yeah, because Lulu doesn't need it anymore. And we're moving. So we made a dump run. We thought we, I thought everything was timing out to where it was like, okay, by the time she's able to fully crawl, we'll be in a new house. First day, we'll put in those baby gates. Well, here we are, Ted. All right. What about Lulu? Does she uh, is she still weird about jumping off the f- bottom stair? Is it like she just has to now because there's a baby in the house? She still gets weird about it. But we still got that carpet right there. Yeah, the little runner. The next house, our entire bottom floor is hardwood. Ooh, yeah. Lulu is not going to be. It, I hope that she's going to be okay with this because it's like not that shiny hardwood, so it's not as slippery. Yeah, but it's still hardwood. Yeah, my buddy had a dog that was a big dog. That was the same thing. It was scared assless to walk across the patch of hardwood floors. It's so funny. But then him and his wife, they redid their whole house with hardwood. Like, the dog will learn. It has to. Otherwise, yeah. what the hell are you going to do? Just sit on that bottom step? <laughs> right. Enjoy it. Yeah. I'm not going to get you every time. <laughs> no. <laughs> Enjoy your new home.
<laughs> All right, Ted. I think we might as well just get on out of here. All right. Uh, you know, unless you got anything else going on. Uh, do I have anything else to add? No. But, oh, we never talked. Ford, oh, go Hawks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Hawks. Yeah. Dude. It's, it is so much fun. <laughs> Wasn't it nice that they were able to actually, like, you know, at the end of the game, kneel and run out the clock? Yeah. I was like, this is a weird feeling that we're actually guaranteed a win now. Right. So two funny things from the game. So I was at over at Sal's, right? Mm. Who's a massive, Huge massive Dolphins. Dolphins fan. Right. So I get up at 8.15, like still half drunk, half hungover, but I'm, a, I'm afraid if I go back to sleep, I'm going to oversleep the 10 o'clock start. Right. So I just pop up. I've been there for two days. I'm making coffee. I'm showering. And then I brought my flag with me. <laughs> So I went downstairs, he's a huge basement, and I hung it up on the side of his pool table and like put little weights, like, like uh, I think they were old DVDs, to like yeah. have it out. The Seahawks flag. Right, the Union nice. Jack, that's the Seahawks flag. Yeah. Uh, so we did that, and he was like, that's that's fine, whatever. I like his wife was like, I noticed the flag. And I was like, go Hawks. Right? Is she a Hawks fan, or she just No, she's not the huge NFL fan. Trust me, by the fourth quarter, I'm like, Jessica, you're from the Northwest. Join our team. Right. <laughs> Uh, we got room on this bandwagon. But the only thing he did get a little salty with me about, and I don't blame him, was the first like touchdown. Just instinctively, there was somebody next to me, and I went to high-five him. And he's like, no, no, don't high-five me for that. I was like, yep, yep, sorry, man. That was always like a dynamic between my buddy Chris and I growing up, because his aunt had season tickets to the Rangers. All right. So I was his best friend, so we would go to the games, but I'm a massive Devils fan. He's a massive Rangers fan. It got to the point where finally, even though I was a Devils fan, you shouldn't like the Islanders or the Rangers. But when we would go to a game and it wasn't against the Devils, I found myself cheering for the Rangers. It just had to happen. You know, you're in the environment. Right. And any other day, uh, if it was... If it wasn't this game, we would both be cheering for each other's teams. Right. Like, if you were just there to watch a Dolphins-Bills game, I'm sure you would be... Go Dolphins! Come on, Fitzpatrick in that glorious beard. Let's go! Right. So that was the other thing, was that I like to talk during the games. I just Uh kept going. And I'm standing behind the couch. I'm like, oh, Fitzy's going to throw an interception. There's a reason he's bounced around this league, Sal. And he's like, right? stop it, The stop honeymoon it. is over. And then he throws Time it. for like, Tua. <laughs> but it was a fun watch. That is awesome. Yeah. But yeah, there'll be times where like when we went and it was Devils versus Rangers. And the Rangers would score. be like, yeah. And he'd look at me. I'm like, no, F you. Like, you don't get that from me. I don't care that your aunt gave us these tickets. You didn't pay for them. I'm not high-fiving you. <laughs> For the same reason, though. Right, and it's been a long time, actually, since I've watched a game. I forgot with somebody that like doesn't like the... T- like, you know what I mean? Because right. it's like, it's either Seahawks games or Sounders games, and like, you know, I moved away from the East Coast, so it's not like I run into a lot of people out here that are like, I hate the Capitals! <laughs> Dude, I wish I would have grabbed... I meant to grab it, and I totally brain farted. Uh, I call it like, now dad brain, and I could just forget things yeah. all the time, but... Um, I call it being a stoner. That, it's exactly being a dad's like being a stoner. You forget everything. It's I'm I'm now you're napping all the time. Yeah. Well, you na- no, you wish you could. Yeah. But like something. But my, it's like my even my wife like she does things now. I'm like total mom brain. Like this is what Sid would be like if she was a stoner. Like today I went to go get my coffee cup that I make my coffee in the morning in. All right. I pull it out and it's got. That little metal ball that you put in like your pre-workout bottle. Oh, the mixer. The little mixer ball. Yeah. But it's in my coffee mug. Hmm. All right. I'm like. Uh, she probably mom brain. <laughs> I don't know why. But uh, where's I going with this? Ah, oh, crap. I forget. Dad brain. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's that perfect. perfect. Uh, Pete Carroll during his press conference afterwards, Excuse one me. of the reporters was like, you notice that Chris Carson is impressive that, you know, he had that injury and he was able to come back. And of course, it's probably because, you know, it's a contract season. And 
Pete just shut him down. And yeah. just was like, dude, I, it has nothing to do with that, that. Those are things you worry about. I'm not talking about the contract season. He's like, no, Chris is just a warrior. Like, this is the type of player that he is. He did not want to miss this game. And right. I'm like, yeah. That's- players care about contracts. Everybody does. Right. But if you honestly think players either play harder in a contract year or take a year off, like, come on. That's Get just, real. I feel like that's sometimes just like a, a crutch that fans will go for. But when a media person throws that out there, I was just like, as soon as he said that, I go, oh, this isn't going to go well. And Pete no. was nice. Pete was Pete. You know, still nice. Yeah. But like he just shut him down. I was like, good. Because that was just a stupid question. Yeah, and the offense is just better than it was last year. Dude, how much fun is it? What the hell? David Moore has got to have the best feet in all of football. Unbelievable. It's insane. Like two games in a row where he's just able to score. I think it's two in a row where he's like one of the games before, like he found the hit the pylon, got his feet in before he went out of bounds on that touchdown grab. And then this last game, I thought for sure, I'm like, there's no way that he caught that in bounds. Yeah. And then, right, this week's another primetime game, Sunday night game. Yeah. That sucks for you. Yeah, because I won't have cable for this one. Well, yeah, and just the time. It's a night game. I was going to say, by the time the game ends, when you got to go straight to bed? Pretty much. And every time they have a late game, it seems like the game ends with such like intensity that my heart is racing. So right. I'm not going to bed for like another two hours. Oh, no chance. Yeah. Yeah. Because then they have uh, the Sunday night game was against uh, New Pats. England. Yeah. And this is like pre-COVID Pats. So like they had Cam Newton. <laughs> right. That was a nerve-wracking game. Oh, I'm trying to think of what other like cool things that happened during that game, man. I think that was the main thing. It was nice to see the defense step up and have some big plays. Yeah, it was nice to watch a game where it didn't feel like, like, it felt like it was in control. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, I mean, yeah, thank, thank, I mean, I was saying whoever had the Dolphins kicker on their fantasy team, I'm not, I don't play fantasy football this season, but like, if you do, you gotta have been the happiest person in the world. Yeah. Five field goals. <laughs> well, that, right. That was the other thing. Like, right. Cause like the Cowboys game, the Pats game, like, it always seemed like they were coming back. This was the only one, like, I shouldn't say that. The Atlanta game felt pretty good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was just like, okay, they're going to win this one, which they feel, should. How do you feel with uh, the Vikings game coming up? You know what? Honestly, I don't have a feeling on it yet. Mm-hmm. I haven't really broken it down. So, so. Ted's keys to the game. New feature on the Megacast. Please, no. We're going to have all these stupid features that they'll be longer than the actual show. Right. Well, that's the other thing, too. Like, as much as I love football and talking about it, like, I still very much enjoy the atmosphere yep. of watching the game and stuff, right? I, I've never been the X's and O's kind of guy. I'm more about just the energy. Yeah. I mean, there's sometimes I'll sit there and be like, all right, on this play, I'm just going to watch the wide receiver and see what he does on the. But, right. Like, given, you know, like, it, there's real sports professionals that do that stuff. Right. We're not the podcast for that. No. Well, I always love sometimes my wife will even be like, why did that just happen? And I look at her and go, "Hun, I've been a fan of football for as long as I can remember. I, I love this team. I watch every single game. I have no idea why that just happened. Yeah. I was like, I'm not that guy. Like, I, I, my, my, my level of intelligence when it comes to football plays and schematics comes from Madden. And the only play I would call is the Hail Mary pass. Right. If and, you're and, in, the, and the blitz. If you're inside the five-yard line, I'm going to say it every time. Naked bootleg. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I don't know if that's the right call or not, but I, I say it every time. When I play Madden, Russ is cooking all the time. <laughs> that's all he does. He has no, there are no appetizers. It's all just big, fat, juicy steaks. He never even eats. He just cooks. <laughs> just cooks. Hands them off to everybody. Doesn't even enjoy it for himself. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. 4-0. The last time they said 4-0 was uh, when they won the Super Bowl. Correct. That's a, always a funny stat when people get excited about that because it's like, well, it's a completely different team. But it's still it cool is. to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm i trying to think of like, you look at the schedule. I mean, Buffalo is going to be a tough game. 
I'd imagine. And then, of course, the games within the conference or within within the division. Right. That's the big thing. You got to get through the division. That's, right. That's the toughest part. But I yeah. feel like LA is going to probably be the toughest. Speaking of LA, did you see the LA Rams Giants game with Jalen Ramsey and Golden Tate? Oh yeah. <laughs> I had no idea that there was like actual like soap opera drama going on between these two. Right. Because Ramsey broke up with Tate's sister while she was pregnant with his baby. And who did he break up with her for? A stripper. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, part. yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding. Yes. Mm, mm, uh, or they say a dancer from Vegas. Which, I mean, in all fairness, it could have been maybe a dancer at like one of those shows. It could have been. But it's not. No. <laughs> Dumped her for a stripper while she's pregnant. I've and seen it before. You know what? I have as well. <laughs> oh, man. We should go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, it's been a lot of fun, everybody. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week. I might not. We might have to do an early cast, like just, uh, or I'll have to just end it early. Yeah. Um, because I have to go to a baby doctor. Okay. So nothing bad. Just our our however many months update. We'll do an early cast. All right. So we'll be back probably next week. But if we're not, there's a reason why. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at the MegaCast. Ted, have a great week. Yeah. You too, man. Good luck. I need it. I'm on your side. You're not against me. No. That's what I'll say from now on whenever I yell. I'll be like, with the exception of D. Ted Smith, is everybody against me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right.